Hey Jake, how's Japan? Oh, Japan is pretty unlocked these days. Unlocked? <laughs> the region is unlocked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of seasonal too over here, you know? Oh, it is seasonal too. Well, this intro is bad. Let's just kick it off to Region Unlocked Season 2. Dun, 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 dun. Here you go, folks. Yay. Hey folks, how's it going? Welcome back to Region Unlocked Season 2, the awesome podcast where Cameron and I, Jake, continually give you awesome news about video games, mostly nostalgic news that's already happened maybe 10 to 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, Cameron, how's really it going? Call that news, but, uh, no, no, it's not. It's old. I'm good. I'm good, Jake. I'm cool, cool. excited to continue with our awesome era of the GameCube because we have so much so much to talk about when it comes to the GameCube, but before we totally. do that, uh, what's up this week uh, gaming-wise with you? Gaming-wise, well, I started again Ghost of Tsushima yesterday because I got some time off from work so I could actually sit down and play some video games, but like maybe three minutes, not even three, min- three, uh, not even three minutes before um, we started talking today, I was playing Animal Crossing just to catch up and... I did a lot of cool stuff on my island, been making it look really fancy. Nice. But we should. That's what's been up with me. <laughs> we should post our dream codes on Twitter so then people yeah, we can should. Come dream of our islands. There's some cool stuff to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud of my island for the most part. I think it's it's homey and yet still got its some naturey stuff. It's not fully developed. Um, yeah, yeah. Same here. I like it. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, we're thinking about the same kind of, you know, style, I think. Yeah. Uh, me, okay. So, an incredible game came out this weekend called Fall Guys. Have you heard of this? I have not. This sounds Fall like a Guys, good game, though. Ultimate Knockout. And so, <laughs> it is huge right now. So, I'm very curious. As everyone knows, we record pretty far in advance. Will this game still be played? And when you're hearing this right now, is it still popular? Or was it just a fad? I don't know. So what this game is, it's basically, uh, they took the idea of a battle royale of Last Man Standing, Mm. but made it a obstacle course game. It's basically Takashi's Castle, the video game. (laughs) And it is the most (laughs) hilarious, chaotic game like I've played in, in so long. It is so much fun. Basically, uh, Takashi's Castle, MXC, uh, Wipeout, those type of games where it's uh, yeah. jumping through doors where sometimes the door doesn't open or dodging, swinging logs back and forth type of deal. And you so just play Japanese these style game, little, game show. Pretty much. And you just play these little, basically jelly beans with arms and legs. They're so goofy and just get knocked about and it's it's basically like five mini games and each mini game eliminates about like 25% of the players uh, so you, okay. it starts off with 60 people and then it eliminates it down just to one and that's cool it's a good it's an adrenaline rush uh, yesterday when I bought it I got I actually won the whole thing twice in a row and I was wow so proud impressive that's a good time to you know 
get really good at the game right when it comes out when no one else is so you can get those skills early before everyone else does <laughs> kind of awesome except their servers are overloaded because so many people are playing it ah of course okay that sounds pretty fun might be a new game to check out here after i check out a uh, wind waker of course oh yeah that's a good point <laughs> you need you need to go find an orange gamecube and get wind waker yes i do you know what maybe after this i'll go travel to super potato number two in okay. downtown osaka that might be a good idea yeah some cool stuff yes. to check out all right it cool it's planned then <laughs> It's a plan. Okay. Uh, enough of game talk. Let's get into some old game talk and oh. dive into the very spooky game that we're talking about today. Oh. I've got a really cool point before we start this. It actually kind of oh, fits okay. in with it. So this is a really good time to be talking about this game and uh, get into, you know, spooky type things. Because in Japan, I learned it's pretty common and traditional to tell like ghost stories during the summer. And that's exactly what time it is over here. So I found True. that rather interesting. But yeah, ghost stories are associated with the summer here. Oh. Well, and I'd say also, by the time this comes out, it's probably very close to October. If I'm oh. doing my math right in my head. It's either end okay. of September or beginning of October, which is also a spooky time. And I'm also yeah. jealous of future us being in the fall. I'm so sick of the summer. How is Same the fall? Is it nice? All right. Let's hope so it anyways. is. Let's hope it's orange and awesome. Um, spooky. Yeah. Spooky. So I was, uh, I was drinking a bottle of chilled green tea, and on the back, there's this ghost story. It's telling this, like, creepy story about this demon in the ceiling and how you look <laughs> up and it, like, looks at you, you know, just straight down. And I'm like, what? Why would they put this on a, you know, on, on a tea bottle? Like, that's sold to the public. <laughs> this is creepy. In, in America, this wouldn't fly. But I was told, like, oh, yeah, it's pretty common. Just creepy Japanese ghost stories being told during the summer. So, anyway, there's a thing. Yeah, you, if you want a good ghost story, just look on the back of a disposable plastic bottle <laughs> over here <laughs> okay all right well without further ado let's talk about luigi's mansion i always Mario. i always get a dramatic pause because then i put in like the theme song right there Ooh. after i say the time nice <laughs> yeah as soon anyway. as you said that i could like hear the theme song in my head Dude, this game, it was like the perfect launch title for the GameCube. Yeah, it I was good. Say. Yeah, it still and is. I think a lot of people were, I don't know, they were taken aback or confused why it wasn't a Mario game. It's like, why mm -hmm. are we getting a, a Luigi game? And it's it's so <laughs> out there. And yeah, it really makes me admire Nintendo because they come up with some wacky ideas. And it's funny to think that Luigi's Mansion basically the ghostbusters video game fits yeah. into the mario universe <laughs> like it's so out of left field you know yeah it is a strange concept like it's a great concept but it is kind of random i mean mario's in it so it's sort of a mario game it's a mario universe <laughs> game right ish right. it's also a creepy game let's be honest it is and it's interesting because I I've played all three in the series and I love mm. all of them especially the third one 
is so freaking charming, but also oh, yeah. spooky. And it's kind of disappointing because the first game maybe is because we played it so young-ish. Uh-huh. That game really did creep me out in parts. Um, yeah. The third one will not creep you out in any way whatsoever. It's just a kooky game with ghosts in uh-huh. it. Um, yeah. It loses all of its hauntingness because, yeah, there's some some scary parts in Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. The, f- the first one was the only one that I played in, like, grand depth. I played the second one a little bit with you, multiplayer, but That's I right. mainly focused on the first one. And I do remember it being rather creepy, especially for a kid's game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably my biggest memory of it. And it might be why I love horror movies so much to this day. That was kind of what got me <laughs> into creepy video games and thus in turn creepy movies later on. So, yeah, nice. there you go. There's a fun fact. So I wanted to talk about uh, all the stuff that, that really showed off how powerful the GameCube was uh, mm-hmm. at the time here. And we were talking about this recently, but just the transition from Nintendo 64 to GameCube is insane. I don't think any uh, like generation jump has been as significant as that generation. It where was huge. the graphics just got insanely better. Like you put up the character model of Luigi next to the model of Mario from Mario 64, like... Yeah, it's, you'd think they were like twenty years apart. Instead, yeah, you know, I mean, they're just like yeah, seven. <laughs> it's true. It's like you put those two up. You've got a couple of Doritos taped together, and then you've got like an action figure, <laughs> one that actually looks real. Yeah, I mean that's just the that's way it is. A good comparison. <laughs> and then think about some of the special effects also in Luigi's Mansion, like with the ghosts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of really showcased what the GameCube was capable of at the time. Yeah. So, also, so you said the ghosts, it did a really good job with like lights and shadows, especially just with mm-hmm. the flashlight and showing yes. like dust, dust like go through the flashlight and mm-hmm. even mirrors. I noticed they put quite a few mirrors in the game. For one, it's like uh-huh. a shortcut to teleport back to the main entrance. But also, yeah. I think it's just them showing off like, look, we're rendering the game through this mirror too. And yeah. that's really yep. cool. Yeah, totally. Speaking uh, back to his model, like Luigi, he looks really good. He's also super expressive. Like, yeah, <laughs> he makes a bunch of faces. He looks really happy. He looks really scared. And yep. the, and also, as I was thinking about it, it's like, yeah, we, this isn't a Mario game. But Luigi is like the perfect character for this because he's so uh-huh. cowardly that he yeah, just he fits <laughs> into this so well. Like, I don't think Mario would do it justice because speaking of which... This game was actually originally planned to be on the N64. Oh, really? But it wasn't Luigi's Mansion. They just had this idea, and it was going to be Mario, and it would be in, like, random haunted houses. It would not be the mansion as a whole. Oh, but, uh, okay. As they as that kept getting pushed back and onto the GameCube, they, they reevaluated their ideas and switched it over to Luigi, which I think was the right call here for this game. Yeah, it really is. He's the perfect character for this. You learn a lot about Luigi while playing this whenever you're getting little uh, blurbs of him speaking. <laughs> just goofy things. <laughs> Does, I, don't, I don't think he speaks. It's just well, Egan. Not speaks. Just, yeah, just, just like the text of like what he's thinking. I don't know. Like not, not actual voice dialogue. 
Well, right. I just I don't think he even has dialogue. I think no, he's, he doesn't. Like no written except dialogue for, at all, except for yelling Mario in different oh. tones and pitches depending on how yes. how much health he has. <laughs> yeah, it's like what do we do with the A button, the biggest main button on here? Uh, I guess just have him yell or something. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> which, Mario. Yeah, which is ironic because as we said with the GameCube controller, they purposely made A the biggest and most obvious button to press and then it does nothing in this game except open doors. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Maybe that's the, that's just them showing off this cool new controller that they have. Like, oh, look, we've got this cool pressure-sensitive L and R button. Let's, let's utilize those. Let's forget about the giant A button for now. <laughs> it's probably just yeah. more, um, you know, flexing. From the company. Mario! 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 Okay, well, let's get into the story. So the game starts out. uh, Luigi is walking through the very, very scary woods. And he walks up on the mansion. He looks down at his hand and he's got a flyer saying he won a mansion, but it looks all nice and cartoony. And then he like compares it to the real one and it's all terrifying and, and lightning is striking. And uh, so he had, he had told Mario to come meet him at the mansion, but Mario, he's not there. He's missing. Uh, so you go in, you get jumped by a ghost, but you get saved by Professor E. Gad, who is... One of the most criminally underrated Mario Universe characters <laughs> in all of the in all of the Mario games. He only exists in the Luigi's Mansion series and he made Flood in Super Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he doesn't exist anywhere else, which I think is crazy. Yeah. It it is. He's like this you know stereotypical little mad scientist who's just (laughs) goofy and fun but he has so much potential yeah he does have a funny little voice and a funny little language he speaks but i'm just surprised like why haven't we seen him as a mario kart character or in smash bros or even like mario golf things like that and it's like good point i don't know maybe just because luigi's mansion is such this novel little thing they want to keep that universe contained within itself but Mm. i'd I'd love to play him in mario kart or something like that it's just weird that nintendo did that because they they pull all the freaking koopalings into uh-huh. Smash and Mario Kart. It's like, no one cares about them. They're not main yeah, characters. They, They're little bosses. They were pretty minor way back in the day. And then you've got Egad, who has the potential to have all these cool gadgets and stuff in any kind of game that he plays in. Yeah. Oh, well. That's Nintendo. <laughs> they're unpredictable. I mean, hey, their launch title for the GameCube was unpredictable. Yeah, that's true. Who knows true. what they're going to do next? So, anyway, you find out that the mansion is actually just a trap set by King Boo to kidnap you and Mario. And the mansion actually, as Egan tells you, just sprung up a few days ago. It didn't even exist. So that that leads me to two big questions. The mansion is full of ghosts that you capture uh, that are like human humanoid, go- <laughs> humanoid ghosts that you then turn uh-huh. back into paintings. 
ghosts that were originally already paintings that Egad had. And it's like, if he already had them, and then they, King Boo breaks them free and puts them in this mansion, it's like, I guess, because according to Wikipedia, it says, mansion, it was built by King Boo to shelter the now-freed portrait ghosts, ghosts whom Egad had previously captured. It's like, they all really fit in that place like it's their home. And yeah. it really seems like it should have already existed. And I know Ooh. maybe he just built all these weird custom rooms for each one. But I think uh, as I was playing today, uh, Spooky the dog, uh-huh. before you fight him, there's like a sign you can read. And it says like, here lies Spooky the dog. It's like, mm. it seems like he was already dead and buried there. Yeah. So does that mean the mansion already existed? Did you? Is this some plot hole? I don't know. We could just all think it's a great big manifestation of a previously constructed home that was there. Who knows? There's probably any kind of explanation. It's all up in the (laughs) air for a reason, maybe. They probably didn't think that far through. Oh, well. Maybe. But (laughs) so my next big point here is, is Luigi the bad guy here? Because all these ghosts are not hostile at least all the portrait ones, they're not hostile to you at all. They're just living their ghostly life. There's even a handful that are optional. You don't even have to capture them, but you do and then damn them to live into portraits for the rest of their lives. They're, yeah. um, they're I guess they're deaths, not their lives. <laughs> I see. <laughs> None of them are hostile towards you at all? Like, until you start being hostile to them first? I, yeah, I think usually you instigate uh, well, we'll talk about each one here in a minute and how you fight them. So maybe maybe we'll realize some are more hostile as we go. But, but you're right. I don't think most so. of them most of them don't attack unless you attack them first. So yeah. that's an interesting point. But huh. so anyway, uh, the main gameplay of this game is pretty much Ghostbusters the video game. Even to the point where I think like yep. a lot of these ghosts actually look like they're based off of the ghostbusters movie like i think they look pretty similar to a lot of those ghosts there's like no way that's coincidental Mm, yeah running around with a vacuum sweeping up ghosts (laughs) capturing them you're you're going through the mansion you're basically it has a very simple formula of enter a room clear the room of ghosts uh the room has a key in it and then it also has a boo for you to find that's hidden somewhere in the furniture and mm-hmm. the boos you can catch them if you want they really just count towards your completion um, yeah and if you catch all 50 of them in the game you get like an extra money bonus oh that's was, yeah. that was another point i was gonna make if he built this whole mansion to trap you why is it loaded with cash and treasure everywhere <laughs> you are you shake money out of everything which i love it makes it really fun to explore the environment and yeah. it's got good physics of like money flying around the air but uh-huh. it's it's not even fake money he didn't like conjure it because at the end of the game you keep all your money and build a new mansion <laughs> well you know egad maybe he just set this whole thing up as a giant role play to you know have someone clear out this mansion for him oh maybe it's like this deep like idea of having the mansion cleaned like hey i need this mansion cleaned i'll just make it look like it's a giant ghost hunt so that you'll actually do it and save your brother you're you're closer to the truth when you started i think maybe egad's the villain 
and could be. he's just set this giant, basically escape room for Luigi, just for the Who fun of be? it. He set free all of his ghosts and just wanted to okay. recapture them again. I don't know. He is a I mad scientist. He is Keyword mad. mad. Yeah. But anyway, hmm. uh, I thought it, it plays a lot like the original Resident Evil games where we have tank controls. That, and I, I am bad at the controls in this game. I always have been and never get good at them because the darn C-stick, it, it's so hard to pivot on a, your axis, your, your C-stick axis from mm-hmm. a fixed camera angle, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. And even so, I was playing it today, and basically, anytime I try to aim up, I aim down, and vice versa. I'm just, I oh. hate that inversion. Yeah, but, the sticks are anyway. inverted, but that's what I'm used to. I play with the sticks inverted all the time, <laughs> which is like weirdo. strange. It is, it is weird, but that's what I hate is playing any video game that doesn't give you the option to invert them or invert them back. Because you have to relearn everything. Oh, well, just a small rant. (laughs) Well, nowadays you don't have to worry about it. Everything has that option now. Yeah, everything's quite accessible these days. But the C-Stick, that controls the uh, vacuum, or the the Poltergust 3000, right? Right. The the angle of it? Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I remember when I played this game for the first time, it was... I, I was terrified. And, but like everything you're saying is, is, is quite true. It was, Mm -hmm. it was fun. It was fun to just look at stuff. It was fun to just, uh, you know, explore the physics, check out the, the rooms and look at the translucent ghosts. It was just fun to look at this, this new technology, but I was always afraid I wouldn't be allowed to play it because it was so creepy. I had to play with like (laughs) the volume way down. Because I was always afraid that I would look over my shoulder and my mom would be like, oh my gosh, this game's too scary for us, that kind of thing. (laughs) Because that was the kind of household I was in. I think you played all your games in secret growing up. Yes, I did. (laughs) All of them. Every single one of them. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, you're even allowed to make this podcast. She must not know know you're making it. I had to fly way over to Japan just to get away and... (laughs) like shh i'm making a podcast don't tell my mom no i guarantee she's listening to it right now love you mom like these cameron and jake they just make fun of me every episode (laughs) (laughs) all right okay so let's move on Uh, i think that basically covers the gameplay the the story of it you're trying to find mario he's missing uh so as you go through it the game there's four main sections and there are, I think, 21 portrait ghosts, like the humanoid ghosts that you catch. And these are the most fun part of the game, to catch these ghosts. So let's just talk about area one. There's only three ghosts here. So first mm-hmm. off, we have Neville. Yeah. And Neville is just this old dad sitting in his rocking chair. And mm-hmm. you just wait for him to yawn, and then you attack him. Yeah. So, and so to attack him, you have to shine your light on them which reveals their heart right and then you can start vacuuming them yeah i guess i should say you can also use your game boy horror which is a a fun play on game boy color game boy horror (laughs) uh you can like look through it and look at their heart and read it basically and to get hints on how to attack them okay but yeah so we don't need to spend too long on each one neville's he's pretty basic 
then we got Lydia, the mom, who's just sitting at her vanity, brushing her hair. And then you pull the curtain open. And as she mm-hmm. goes to shut it, then you can attack her. Yes. So you're right. No aggression yet. Only from you. Not from them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so who's number three. This, is, this might be the first case of aggression towards you first. Uh, kinda. I mean, he instigates the boss fight, but he's just sleeping in his crib when you go in there. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, you have to start that. Okay. Yeah, so we got the boss of Area 1, which is Chauncey the baby. And so he's <laughs> laying in his crib, and if you go start vacuuming his rocking horse, it starts shaking back and forth until, like, the creaking makes him cry, mm-hmm. and then he wants to play with you by throwing his rocking horses and giant balls at you yeah so just fyi folks this boss right here is what makes this game or establishes this great this game as rather creepy oh my gosh this baby is creepy (laughs) yeah and when he likes when the boss fight starts and he like screams at you and the face he makes like is it is scary (laughs) This was the first time I had to turn my volume down and make sure no one would come up and <laughs> ask me what this creepy baby crying and this creepy music would be. But, um, yeah, he's the first official boss of the game. So, okay, you beat him, you get the key, you go to area two. The first people we find there is the floating Whirlindas, which are just these, this couple dancing in a ballroom. Yes. And you interrupt their dance to kill them. Yeah. So they are, they are not hostile towards you at all. Vacuum them up as they're dancing and enjoying the evening. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even sure what triggers that because I just kind of held my vacuum on them until eventually their heart appeared and took them. Well, so. the, the floor starts spinning, but like they right. don't, they don't reveal themselves until they do that like giant spin or one of them says like yeah oh okay and then you can start uh, sweeping yeah that that might have been it all right so next we have shivers or is it shivers probably shivers shivers (laughs) the butler probably and he's just patrolling the hallway with an unlit candle you go light his candle he freaks out and runs to his room uh where he puts the candle out and then you attack him again not hostile (laughs) <laughs> you're right the only hostile ghosts so far are the basic ones that pop out of the yeah, drawers and stuff they are and i will say holy cow walking down the main hallways is just annoying because they yeah. pop out at you like crazy and it's just like mm-hmm. they don't hurt you they just pop down from the ceiling and startle you like start start a luigi so it delays your walk and then they just laugh and that's uh-huh. pretty much it. And yep, that's like, it. Oh my gosh, these hallways don't need to be this cluttered. It's really annoying if, to go from place to place. Mm-hmm. Just adds to the ambiance. And those little mice that uh, those little mice ghosts that run around. If you touch them, mm-hmm. you you lose a little bit of health. Same with the but, bats. Yep, the bats. You just vacuum them up. They don't really do anything. Oh well. Back to the bosses. Okay. Then we've got Melody Pianissima. Do you remember her? I do. This is the one where you have to start up the musical instruments, play a cool cool little Super Mario intro, and then 
she gives you a quiz about uh-huh. music, and if you pass it, she starts attacking you. But she's just yeah. playing the piano, and then like her musical notes start attacking, or her music uh, sheets start attacking sheets. you, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's really cool because you, you walk in and there's like seven instruments. So you touch one at a time and each time you touch one, it adds more to the Mario theme. And then uh-huh. she's like, oh, that's a cool thing you're playing there. And then she plays one of the songs from uh, Super Mario Bros. 3. And mm-hmm. then you have to get that right. And then, But it's funny because if you get it wrong, she just like slams her piano in rage. Like, no, no, how would you get that wrong? And you've got to leave the room <laughs> and do it over again. I used to play this game, or at least start it up, just so I could turn those instruments on and listen to the ghostly <laughs> Mario theme play. Like, I would just let it play. It was fun. It is fun. It sounds good. Twas. All right. So after that, I guess... Oh, wait, no. I about skipped one. We have Mr. Lugs. <laughs> yeah, I remember him. He's the one who's eating everything. Yes. At the dinner table or something. Yeah, he's just this big fat guy, and he's got these two little waiters who keep bringing him food. Uh huh. And he's got this pile of what looks like I don't know, Jello in front of him. So he just <laughs> vacuum all his food up, and after you vacuum yeah. up his food, he starts belching fireballs at you. Mm-hmm. So he's actually optional too. You can just go right past him. You don't have mm-hmm. to get him. There are several optional ghosts in this game. I think. Yeah, most of them in uh, the following. It looks like a lot of them in Act 3, but uh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's Mr. Lugs. So then after that, we have Spooky the dog, who I'd say, yeah, he's hostile towards you, but he's a guard dog. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's supposed to be. And to get him, you suck up one of the skeleton ghosts that spawn there, and then it leaves a bone behind, and he runs out to get the bone, and then you get him. Yep. And then after you pass him, what happens next? So that's in the graveyard. And yes. after, uh, after you get him, you notice like this little sparkly stuff coming out of his doghouse. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's anything that explicitly like tells you what to do here, but you get out your Game Boy and look at the doghouse and like press A. And then that opens a portal, sucks you through the doghouse and into the graveyard on the other side, yep. which then takes us to our... Uh, act two boss mm-hmm. that is bogmire and personally Good old bogmire i i don't like bogmire just because he's very forgettable as a boss he's just like this generic red um, like grim reaper ish type enemy uh-huh he's got he's got no personality like all the others in this game and as i got to that fight today I couldn't even I couldn't remember at all what the fight was or what I was supposed to do just because he's very forgettable he is um looks wise I would agree I mean I can see what you're saying uh I always thought he was one of the creepier bosses of the game yeah I'll give you that but he's not you're, you're right he doesn't have a personality he's just kind of a blob but I always thought he was really creepy for some reason I gotcha doesn't talk though I he admire him. But I'm that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on. Okay. Let's All forget right. that uh, happened. That takes us to area three, and the first guy we come across is Biff Atlas. And he's just this guy <laughs> pumping weights. Again, he's optional. You could go right through here if you wanted. 
but either side of him as he's lifting there's punching bags so you can go smack a punching bag it goes flying into him and that's how you trigger the fight and you just like smack him again to trigger his heart and then you just vacuum him up after you suck out all of his life which there's not really much there to begin with but that's the case for all of them (laughs) uh all right so next we have (laughs) miss miss petunia the bathing beauty oh yeah this is the one where you have to like she's in the shower or something uh-huh but she's like she, she's like really skinny in the shadow and then after you in the blow silhouette a, yeah in the silhouette and after you blow away the um uh the curtain she's like really really big yeah. and that's when i think you can start vacuuming her right um she you have to use the like ice spray on her Oh, to freezer. Because she's taking, yeah, she's taking a, cold, a hot shower, and so you need the the ice token, I believe. I actually didn't get her today. I got a few others on this list, but oh, I guess just one more. But yeah, and then you you get her from there. Okay, okay, cool beans. And she is wearing a bathing suit, by the way. Oh yes. Yeah, this that's important a, to note. This game is rated E. That it is. Even though, based <laughs> on what we're saying, it doesn't really sound like it. <laughs> everything know, that we've said funny. about the game so far yeah because like it could, i mean it's just like comic mischief really but i feel like it could go teen rated but whatever doesn't matter yeah after that we've got nana and just an old <laughs> grandma in a rocking chair and you fling her <laughs> so she's actually pretty funny because you have to throw her yarn balls at her but after yeah, you yeah. hit her she just starts like gliding around the room in her rocking chair <laughs> Yeah, and it just looks so funny seeing her like skid around and then she shoots like laser beams out of her eyes at you while you try to aim <laughs> she, the yarn balls she's just this old granny and then her yarn balls start attacking you, you have to vacuum, vacuum them up and then shoot them back at her but yeah like you said this is one of the funniest boss fights of the game because she does she just kind of like glides around in her rocking chair she scoots towards <laughs> you it's funny looking yep. This old granny who shoots lasers out of her eyes. Yep. So after that, we have Slim Bankshot, who's playing pool. And he is optional. And I think to fight him, you just like fling one of his own pool balls back at him. And that starts the fight. Pretty basic. Uh, This next one was interesting. We've got Henry and Orville. So they are Hmm. like back at the beginning of the game. You get a key to go back to that main hallway where you fought the mom, dad, and baby. And so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we got these two other kids, uh, the twins. And you got to do a little f- game where you find them hiding in boxes. And then as you fight them, one is driving around in a car and one's flying around in a plane. Mm-hmm. And their names are Henry and Orville. Ah, so we got, I see what you did there. I, I didn't do it. Nintendo did. So we got Henry, <laughs> uh, I guess, Ford driving yeah. around the car and then Orville Redenbacher in the plane. Orville Wright. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Redenbacher is popcorn. Uh, same thing. Okay. Yeah, it's entertaining, yeah. so we, we eat popcorn while watching it. It is fun to watch exactly. this game, though, honestly. It's fun to watch. I, I guess. I've never watched it. Just oh, it, it is. It's fun to watch. There's so much suspense like for the player and anyone deciding to watch, so if you ever want to watch this game or watch someone play it, it's fun. I recommend it. Uh, all right, I'd, I'd recommend just play it. Don't don't watch it, but uh, if you Jake have any audience members, 
<laughs> yeah, if you just stand there with the, your hand on the controller and don't do anything and just watch the screen, you're not really going to get very far. So um, just just play it. But if you have anyone that wants to watch it, it's okay, generally Jake, entertaining let's for them move on. too. Stop it! <laughs> I am being so good right now. You are good. Next, Madame Clairvoya, the fortune teller. I didn't get to her today. I don't remember how you actually start this fight. Uh, I think you need to find all five of Mario's items that are hidden throughout the game. I thought you had to light the but, candles with her. No, that's that's to get the key in the room. Because you actually oh. come across her in Act 2, but you can't vacuum her up till Act 3. Hmm. But uh, she's a fortune teller. I don't remember. Which leads us then to our, our boss, which is Bulossus. Bulossus. Tell us about Bulossus, Jake. Bulossus, he is fun. To be honest, he's this gigantic boo. All right, so if you know what a boo is, they're, you know, the the Mario universe ghosts, those round things that get scared if you look at them. But he's this gigantic one that's made of a bunch of little ones. So you go in right. there and you see all like, these little tiny boos in a giant circle doing like this ritual or whatever, talking about you, and then they turn into this gigantic bulosis. And as you're fighting, you'll notice there's these two giant unicorn statues on either side of the veranda or whatever. And um, in order to beat this giant Bulossus, which is bouncing around the whole deck, you have to vacuum him and like kind of pull him towards one of the uh, uh, unicorn statues and then that pops him and then all the little mm -hmm. tiny boos scatter. And then you have to vacuum all them up, but in order to do that, you have to get some of the ice that's emanating off of the unicorn statues and then freeze them, and then you can suck them up. But they all just kind of conglomerate back into a giant Bulossus that gets progressively smaller as you keep, you know, popping him on one of the unicorn horns and vacuuming the little boos that make him up. It's, it's honestly a really fun fight. What, what do you think about it, Cameron? I mean, I, I thought... Say it. <laughs> I struggled. Uh, I think I've done fine in subsequent playthroughs, but the first time I played this game, I was stuck on Bulossus forever. Just oh, because yeah. this fight relies very much on aim. Because mm -hmm. after you split them up into all the boos, you have to shoot them out of the air with the ice, mm -hmm. and then they fall down in like frozen chunks, and then vacuum them up off the ground. And yeah. I just could not, I could not hit them out of the air. I oh yeah it's like crazy and i just died over and over again it, it drove me crazy like i dreaded this fight yeah, it, there's a lot of them it's tough there's yeah. a lot of little boos but yeah boof. anyway did you say boof boof ah but i'm ting <laughs> that's right. funny uh so that leads us to act four which I think Act 4 is like the creepiest part of the game because mm. after you beat Bulossus, the power goes out and mm -hmm. you go through this creepy like attic hallway and then into this room where a phone is ringing. Yeah. And just like this pitch black room and you just hear it ringing and ringing. And I remember I was just like, um, I'm not answering that. No way. <laughs> I, I was like so scared to go answer that phone. And yeah. You go answer it, and it turns out it's just Toad. I don't know why <laughs> Toad was calling you on that phone. Um, but then you Jeez, gotta Toad. go. <laughs> Way to creep everyone uh, he, out. He's a creepy Toad. But you go uh, down to the basement to 
flip the breaker. But before you can do that, you got to find Uncle Grimly. Yeah. He's got the key and he's in the mirror room. You go in there and he's just standing there in front of this mirror. And if you read his heart, he's just like, everyone's so scared of me. They'll never find me. Something like that, but he thinks he's real scary, and you just stand there with his with your back turned, and eventually he just like throws his arms up and goes woo, you just suck him up from there. This is funny because he he thinks he's so scary, but he's like the easiest ghost to get. Oh jeez, poor dude. He just wants to be scary. Yeah. Just just so everyone knows, uh, as you're beating the bosses and sucking up all these main ghosts, the power is progressively going back on throughout the house. And at this point, it's really creepy, like you just said, because all the power goes out. So you have to backtrack all throughout the house, and it is loaded with ghosts. Like, you have to redo rooms, and there are just ghosts everywhere where there was once light, and it's so creepy. I think that's what made it so creepy, was that every every room and every hallway is, like, loaded with ghosts again. Yeah, that's a good point, because you're, like, filled with dread, where it's just like, oh, I worked so hard to get all these lights on, and Mm -hmm. now they're off again and it's so much worse (laughs) but things work out after you somehow make it all the way back down to the basement which is creepy of course because it's a basement yeah well okay let's let's kind of steamroll these last few uh we got the clockwork soldiers which are just these three like toy soldiers you just pull the the wind-up key out of their back and that's how Mm -hmm. you you fight them and then we have soupy soupy what (laughs) (laughs) whatever her name is so she's optional and i think she's one of the scariest ones because you walk in and uh the whole room's upside down and she's sleeping in the bed on the ceiling and okay it like rumbles when she talks to you like saying like just to get out and don't mess with her so you end up like spraying her with water Uh uh, i guess to make her wet the bed or something because her name is sue p so maybe that's... Oh, I get it's it. A, it's a pee joke. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. So then we got her. Then we got Jarvis. Jarvis is so lame. Just Jarvis. this little, like... Just this little red head that sticks, <laughs> sticks out of these jars. And he's like, I bet you can't freeze my big stupid head seven times. And it's the easiest thing in the world. And then... He, he, his jar collection. His name's Jarvis. Yes, his jar collection. <laughs> And then, yeah, you get him pretty easily. Uh, Sir Weston, he's like this, some adventurer or something. And you light his yeah. fires. It's like this this one room is just randomly icy. Okay. Light his fires. Okay. He does, he drops stalactites on you the whole time. All right. He's actually one of the harder ones because there's a lot to dodge. I remember, I remember him. Yeah. He's like kind of a explorer or something. Yeah. That's what they call him, an explorer. Explorer! Dun, dun, dun. And he's in the basement, I think. I don't remember. Me neither, but I think he's in the basement. Anyway. <laughs> and then last before the final boss, we have Vincent Van Gore. Cool mm. name, Van Gore. And he brings paintings to life of just a bunch of minor ghosts, and then you get him. Pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. I guess he's yep. kind of hostile towards you. Kind of. And he's got this stereotypical French accent when his dialogue pops up. Oh, those evil French artists. When will they learn? <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh was after you. His paintings were good, though. He liked to paint ghosts. 
Yeah, they they look and, just like him. And you know what? They they almost came alive. They did come alive. Or did they? They were dead. Oh, touche. This is so know. complex. <laughs> we're thinking I'm thinking too deep into this. Anyway, let's go. Let's move on. All right. Final final boss. Okay. So you come into the basement, this gold room, and King Boo is floating in front of the Mario painting, going on and on about how he loves his collection. Uh, he needs to complete the collection with Luigi. And uh-huh. so this is this is actually pretty creepy. He like it like zooms in on him, the room goes purple, and it like rotates the camera slowly. And then as it rotates all the way back around, you see the Mario portrait is now a Bowser portrait. And then it sucks you into the painting. And then you're on the roof of the mansion. And I just thought, like, what a... This was such a cool way to bring Bowser into the game. To uh-huh. make him the final boss. Yeah. And you just start out fighting Bowser. He's breathing fire at you. He throws some bombs at you. And you suck up a bomb and throw it back at him. And his head comes off. And uh-huh. so up until then you think you're fighting actual bowser and you're like oh my gosh his head just came off and then you find <laughs> out it's actually just a bowser robot and king yeah. boo comes out out of the neck hole and then you can yep. attack him and he's, he's got, got a lot, a lot of, of lives yeah he does yeah. so you just kind of rinse and repeat uh sometimes bowser puts his head back on upside down and stumbles around and you gotta dodge him as he goes stumbling mm-hmm. but uh that's that's pretty much it yeah, I, I mean, there's not a lot to say about that boss fight. It's it's very straightforward. It is. It's just Do- there's a lot of attacks. Throws bombs back. He's got a lot of hit points, like you said. So it takes yeah. a while. It took me a while. I remember that. I do know that I, I was super proud. The last time I played through this game, all the way through, I never died once. And mm. on this final boss fight, when I finally got Boo, I only had five health left. Oh. And it's like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. What what a rush. I beat the whole game and I had five hit points left. Oh, in this day and age, you get like an achievement for that or something. I would. Yeah, that's Luigi's Mansion. I, I, so I started playing through it today. I bet I only played like two hours and I got at least half the ghosts on this list that we just talked about. And wow. I was just like, man, I remember this being so much longer as a kid, but you know, that's because mm-hmm. we were bad and we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just beelining through this game, knowing exactly where everything was. Uh-huh. But I looked it up and it looks like the average time to beat is seven hours. Okay. And that is not long at all. No, it really isn't. Especially to play through it now, knowing what you're doing. I bet it's four to five hours, mm-hmm. which is just so weird to think about because I spent months on this game yeah no kidding but when you're a kid it seems like it's a lot longer we're just used to having games that last hours upon (laughs) hours upon hours days yeah that's true so things have changed so anyway jake so back when this game came out i went and checked some reviews not when it came out i checked them now i checked them Mm -hmm. today yeah (laughs) so i went to ign (laughs) went to ign they gave it a seven Mm-hmm. And on Metacritic, it's at a 7.8. Okay. So a, a good, it's basically good, not great, is what 7 means. Yeah. And like IGN, they basically said it's, it's, it's good, but it's, it's mostly a tech demo for the GameCube. With, okay. 
its its physics and graphical and light capabilities and things like that. It's like, yeah, I, I kind of get that. Yeah. So my question to you is today, if if you were to play this again, would you hold it to that rating or would you change it? So let's say, let's say 7.5 was its rating when it came out. Mm-hmm. I guess 7.8 is the average. So yeah. is it better or worse than that? I'd say it's about the same. I would give it maybe a 7 out of 10. I think that it's held up in some regards. Others, it's not held up so well. Uh, mainly the whole, you know, creepy factor. I think that's good. Um, I mm-hmm. think it's a good suspenseful game. And that's why I would go back to it. But as far as other things like how long the game is, I'd say maybe some of the controls and just the fact that, like you said, it's just a bunch of, I guess, tech flexing that might not have held up so well. Like, yeah, the game looks really good, but like, I'm not really so concerned now with seeing the cool money physics of the paper flying around (laughs) and the translucent ghosts. Like that's pretty commonplace these days. Um, Right. So I'd say for the the story and the entertainment factor, it would hold up, not so much with the graphics. So I'd say the 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 score for me would be about the same, about okay. seven. Yeah, I'll just I'll ditto that. Everything you said is pretty spot on, and mm. the, my my biggest beef is I just it takes me a while to get a hang of the controls, and yeah, maybe by the end if I had finished my playthrough today, then I would have been there. But I don't know, seven sounds good. So that's it, guys. Luigi's Mansion was one heck of a launch title for the GameCube. It showed off so much of what it could do. And it's interesting because this was back in the day where the GameCube was, Nintendo was still like directly graphically competing with its competitors Mm -hmm. of the PS2 and the Xbox. Uh, They later decided to go a different direction, which I think ultimately works for them. But Mm -hmm. it's this game. I think they they knocked it out of the park for a launch title and it established an amazing series that is still going today. Luigi's Mansion 3 is one of my favorite games on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty good name. It's a popular game. It's a household title. A lot of people know it's a mansion hold title. A lot of people know about this game. Yeah, I, I think the whole moral of this game, the entire moral of this entire game is don't trust flyers when they say you've won a free mansion i mean you wouldn't go online and click that like you know your millionth visitor or you just won a free car so the dangers of falling for sketchy ads in this case So that's what the point of the game was yeah in in this case uh it was a mansion avoid avoid scams avoid mad scientists who are probably the actual villain probably So that is it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We've had a a spooky good time. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. Have an awesome spooky week. Minasan sayonara.